Another stupid serious Ellie episode. Current events. We dive deep. <laughs> a deep dive into the world of quilting. It's going to be exciting, folks. Just don't be a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Dads worldwide. The first word in family management, family budgeting, insurance, bills, food, vacations, research and development, homework, emails, phone calls. Last week we tried to do an oil change and ended up with a new car. Security. Doors are locked. Windows shut. House alarm is set. Fingerless gloves. Dads worldwide. Loyal listeners, possibly you. Welcome to another episode of Dads Worldwide. I'm Brendan. I'm Jim. Uh, And we're going to be doing our... Stupid, silly, serious episode here. A little current events going on. We discuss some articles we find. Um, and uh, I want to thank you all for listening, first off. And uh, I don't think we've mentioned it yet, but I put up a support page if you are so inclined uh, to help us out. Uh, we love doing this. We're going to keep doing it, whether you give us money or not. But uh, uh, you can support us in several different ways. Um uh, you can use an Amazon link, and if you buy something from Amazon, you click on the link, buy something from Amazon, we'll get a percentage. It doesn't cost you anything. You're going to buy it anyway. We get some money for it. Uh, if you feel like just donating some money, you can PayPal it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have certain denominations set up on the PayPal, right? I think they start yeah. as like 100000 Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And then they I go mean, up if you're gonna, from there. Listen, if you're going to help out, right? I mean, don't, don't half-ass it. Right. You know? I mean... We take checks. Yeah. Yeah. You can write any amount yeah. on a check. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's how that yeah, works. You, yeah. You don't yeah. care. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> oh, you wanted a million dollars? Yeah. You take a char- the charity I give to each month is going to take a hit. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, this it costs money to host a website and blah, 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 blah. You know the drill. So uh, we'd appreciate it if... Uh, you know, if uh, Amazon, I think, is the easiest because, you know, you're going to do, let's be serious, everyone buys shit on Amazon. So, you know, if it gives us a percent or two and uh, allows us to pay for some of our equipment. And uh, also there's uh, the Liberty Classroom. Uh, we're an affiliate for that. So if you buy any of their cl- uh, any of their classes or any of their memberships, then, you know, we'll get a percentage of that. Well, and it's important to... Uh, state that we're also trying to record live on location in Aruba this well, winter. I mean, I don't, I don't know if they need to know that. Oh, they don't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, don't listen to what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that would be phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish you weren't joking. Yeah, <laughs> I'd really like to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Other than having to drag all of our equipment down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would no, we, but in all would seriousness, we invite our if, families. Yeah. No, because yeah. we just say it's work, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a work yeah. trip. Well, I'd like to stay married. Oh. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so in all seriousness, uh, look <clears throat> on the page. There's plenty of ways to help us out if you want to. If you don't, it's cool too. Um, Speaking of staying married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What did you do? I We mentioned this in the last podcast. And if, if you're a regular listener, you know, I missed one recording and what did your wife say 
<laughs> she said it wasn't that bad without him. No. <laughs> she called it the end of dance worldwide. <laughs> no, that was before that. That was before that. No, no, let's get let's get this clear. So Jim had a couple of weeks where he was extremely busy. Yeah. Uh he was back to work from paternity leave and you know, his full-time job. And then... My second full-time yeah, job. Yeah, second full-time job, <laughs> trying to help the Bullspit Brewing Company uh, with events and whatnot, mm-hmm. whatever he does over there. And uh, I, he's just on the side. Um, I drink a lot of beer. <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> accurate. Um, the... But then, yeah. And, and so we just... We weren't, we weren't able to get, get together to record, so... That she was like, oh, you know, maybe you guys only uh, record, you know, do one episode a month or something like that. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> but then after the solo episode, she said, I really look forward to Jim coming back. <laughs> 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 I'm like, uh, like thanks, honey. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it really is hard to do I, a comedy. I, I, Bill Burr does it. Bill mm-hmm. Burr is magical. Because you can listen to his podcast, but he laughs like a crazy man. Like when he laughs, like it is his laughter is is contagious. I laugh and I, people cringe. I can understand <laughs> that it's hard to do put on a comedy show by yourself. Oh yeah, I think our issue is we're just not funny. So well, I think that's part of so it. So there's no we comedy think we're there. funny, right? We think, we we're think funny. we are. Yeah, because yeah. I laughed a lot in that episode. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Oh I laugh goodness. a lot when we're together. So yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. To be fair, yeah, I think you're right. We probably think we're funny, and we're really not that funny. So, well, what did I tell you when I was trying to figure out categories for the show on iTunes and all that stuff? Like, we're we're not comedians, right? So we got to find another category yeah. we could actually accept. They don't in. have a semi comedy. Yeah, they don't have <laughs> genre. An, they don't have an ass clown. No. Yeah. Um, no talent ass clown category. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> all right. So, yeah. Uh, check the web uh, the website out. Uh, the sponsor page is up. Uh, if, and, uh, yeah, if you help us out, awesome. If you don't, well, then keep listening. Appreciate it. Keep Send listening. us a reviews, likes, share with a friend. At yeah. least do that. At least do that. Yeah. If we, you know, the, that would help us out a lot. Yeah. Reviews on Facebook and things like that are going to really help us in the future when we start going out and soliciting some corporate sponsorships. So yeah. we appreciate anything you could do for us. There's a couple of reviews up there right now, or one, at least one that I know of, maybe two. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, no. Uh, thanks, so, Mom, again for yeah. writing those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there are... I think seven reviews on iTunes oh, or nice. uh, yeah, Apple. I, and uh, uh, Luke, thank you. You're the man. Uh, someone at Above the Fork. I don't know who that is, but they wrote a, a great review. Uh, I oh, think that's I, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I haven't been able to read all of them because I can't figure out how to get on to read it. So yeah, um, yeah I want to thank you to all you people um, that are actually taking the time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Yeah, no, Jim appreciates it. Absolutely. Is, yeah. Uh, all right, let's get into the show. Yeah. Stop kissing our listeners' ass. So um, have you ever heard of the saying, king of the house? Father. Uh, king of the, the hill? The king of the hill. No, the father is the, the king of the house. King of his, well, I don't know. Have you ever heard anything like that? 
you play, you by your facial yeah, king expression. Of the house, yeah, yeah. You, you can just yeah. entertain me. Just, yes, yes, I've heard. This of it is a not lot. supposed to be a scripted show, yes. but if I have to start writing you with scripts, <laughs> I'm actually trying to look up one of my. Sorry, <laughs> it's awful. Yes, all right. Yes, so, like I've heard of King of the House, but not like right. I don't. I haven't used it a lot. So, what does every good king need? Okay, um, what, uh, yeah. They need a throne to sit on, right? Yeah, yeah, you need a good toilet. Toilet, and that's where we're going with this. (laughs) This happened in September of this year over in Britain. There is a gold, golden toilet, solid gold. That sounds expensive. And the, 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 here's the best part, though. It was on display uh, at a palace. Blenheim Palace. It was on display. It was actually plumbed in and everything for the display. The name of this piece, because it's considered art, yeah. get this, is called America. <laughs> Where is this? This is in Britain. Fuck you, British people. <laughs> yeah. No, they're probably right. They're probably accurate. So this yeah. gold toilet... Named America was on display in England's Blenheim Palace, and it was stolen. <laughs> a sixty-six-year-old man it was stolen. was arrested. That's awesome for stealing this gold toilet, estimated to be up to one point two five million dollars. <laughs> what? Uh, and a, so in reading this article, um, the toilet worth by some estimates up to $1.25 million, was connected to the plumbing of the building. As a result, its removal caused extensive damage. The, Brit- the British people <laughs> are more worried about the damage to the plumbing <laughs> than the, they the, are. The, the, the $1.25 million to toilet. Golden toilet. Yeah. They found the toilet. They got the guy, but they're like, oh, what are we going to do with all this plumbing now? It was connected. Uh, Thousands of dollars worth of plumbing damage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I need a golden toilet here. I have you, to look. Well, I, oh, didn't, didn't Saddam have a golden toilet? I'm sure. I mean, he had... It looks like it doesn't like the the picture of it just looks like it's copper. Hold on, hold on. Saddam Hussein. You're probably going to be on a no fly list now. Golden toilet. Yes, look at that. Number two. What you have to number? <laughs> yeah, I didn't was realize a, I just said that. that but a, it was the number two was choice. That, was that a pun or <laughs> what? What are we talking about here? <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. Uh, no, so he did have a toilet. Said that a million-dollar solid gold toilet was stolen from a palace recently. Wait a minute. Originally constructed as an art piece, it also fully functional. So I was saying homes were filled with a similar riches. Hold on, hold on. Let me look at this. October 3rd, 2019. I think you're ta- we're talking about the we're same thing. We're talking about the same Saddam's thing. Saddam's toilet. Is- Did you read the article? Yeah. It doesn't say, it doesn't anything, say anything about, about being Saddam's toilet. See, this is on... Uh, the, the article was written by uh, uh, NPR. It doesn't say anything. It- 
all along. Oh, there's more to the story. <laughs> this was Saddam Hussein's toilet. When you send 1.5 million soldiers through a war zone, when you send... I'm not seeing anything on here. No. No, it says it's displayed in a museum, but it won't tell me where. Hmm. Oh, it's, it's in America. Yeah, no, this is no. not. This was displayed in a uh, yeah. a palace in uh, England. Got it. All right. <laughs> that would have been hilarious if it was it Saddam was. Shitter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't believe they broke that pipe, though. Even the toilet seat is made of gold. I mean, if you're going to go the gusto, you might as well go all in. Yeah. You know? I bet you the handle's gold. Oh, yeah, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. Yep. That's awesome. I'm going to put that on my wish list for Christmas. Golden good luck toilet, with that. Golden good, good luck with that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my uh that's it, my silly story. That's your silly? Yeah. Golden toilets. You feel kind of bad uh peeing in a golden toilet. I don't know if I would. We just we just got a comment on our, our Facebook live. Yeah, post. I just gave him a fake news. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, which one was that? Was that your silly or that's my silly? Stupid? Yeah, that's my silly. All right, my uh, this, my uh, stupid. Oh no, no, I got I got a silly oh, or okay. a stupid. You can choose which one, whichever one you want okay. it to be. Um, Tulsi Gabbard deems, deems Hillary Clinton the queen of warmongers an outrageous tweet storm. So now, um, not only is Trump a Twitter whore, apparently the Democrats are joining the uh, the party here. But I just thought it was really funny because so rep- represented those of you who don't know, Representative Tulsi Gabbard uh, is r- running as a Democrat nominee for president. And she is largely anti-war, which is one reason, the only reason I actually like her. She's actually half decent. Uh, however, she uh, Hillary Clinton suggested that uh, Republicans were grooming a current 2020 candidate to be the third party candidate and was also implying that she was a favorite of the Russians uh, or a Russian asset. <laughs> uh, so uh, Hillary's ridiculous. But uh, so Tulsi hit her back, said, uh, great. Thank you, at Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption, and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democrat Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain. From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it, and now, now we know. Now it was always you, through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. That has been the best thing she has said in her entire campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Calling out Hillary. Uh, Hillary's a jackass. But, um, yeah, I, ju- I, I thought that was hilarious because, well, 
uh, Hillary is a warmonger. Yes. And she is powerful. I mean, her and her husband spent a lot of money in politics and a lot of time in politics. So I just thought it was funny that she was calling her out. And, uh, but yeah, Hillary never responded. Shocking. Of course not. Shocking. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I don't Has, know. I don't even know why Hillary's even engaged in, in, in this. Right. Like, why, right. why is she even running. bothering? Is, has she yeah. endorsed Elizabeth Warren yet? It would not surprise me if she's contemplated running. Oh, you think she's going to come in late? I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if she's waiting to see what happens. It would not surprise me. I th- what happens if Tulsi gets it? Yeah. I think she might actually try to swoop in and swoop grab in it. in and grab it. Yeah. But I don't think Tulsi's going to get it. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're probably propping up Warren, but which I think is a big mistake, but... I agree, and it was funny because at the last debate that they had, she didn't look good at all. Warren, well, Warren didn't look no, good at all. No, because they, the, the, everyone was attacking. When you're the front runner, yeah, you're just gonna get attacks from all yeah, angles. But she dodged the the question like how you're gonna pay for this yeah. type thing. She dodged it completely, so bad. Even like, one of the, I forget who it was that said it. They're like. At least Bernie's being honest. He's saying that he's going to have to raise taxes to do what he wants yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 I mean, mm-hmm. Bernie, last last uh, election go around, he he was uh, flat out honest. And yeah. he, he avenged. I mean, people had to, you know, drag it out of him. But, but he did eventually say, yes, they're going to have to, they're going to have to mm-hmm. raise middle class taxes. No. You know, it's no choice. I think it's way more than they're saying. Right. All, all these, all, and by all politicians, I mean Democrat and Republicans, the fact of the matter is if you get a plan together and it's estimated that it's going to cost this much and you're estimating that you're going to get this much taxes from this group of people and you're estimating that you're going to get taxes from this much right. and you're estimating you're going to get taxes from this much. What always ends up happening? It always the program always costs way more than they way estimate, more. and they get far less taxes than they estimate. Yep. Why is that? Because politicians help out their friends and put in loopholes for their friends, and guess what? So they pay less taxes. It, yeah. it's, it happens every time. I'm sick of saying it. That's how much I say mm-hmm. it. I'm just sick of saying it. But that's how it happens. It always happens, and it always falls on the middle class. It always falls on the people that's gonna that can't afford more taxes. That's who yeah. that's who ends up getting hit. So, yeah. But I, I was glad that Tulsi called her out because yeah, she's an awful person and Warren is Hillary 2.0. So Hillary didn't see a war she didn't like and I'm sure Warren would do the same because she's just a big Democrat. Yeah. She's just a big government Democrat, so she'll do the same. Same as Obama, start a bunch of wars. Well, All right. well. Speaking of the Democrats, um, they've they've been very busy in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah, they have. They <laughs> have. There's a lot of um, a lot of big issues on the plate. A lot of things that uh, we need to we need to get straightened out here in the state. And the Democrats are on top of it. And their number one priority with everything going on right now in the country and in the state and in the Commonwealth. Yeah is we should not be calling people bitch. 
So that, that's the number one agenda item oh my God. for the Democrats right now in Massachusetts. Wow. Yes. So this is an actual bill <laughs> that's been brought forth. The uh, you can did look. You, you did can, you see? Did you? I saw someone post that. That's gonna promote the word C U N T. Yeah. Because <laughs> because people are gonna go to that mm-hmm. word instead of. Yep. I mean, the English have been using that word. Fairly on the regular for on a the while. Regular, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, so you can look up the actual bill. I'm going to tell you this right. H three seven one nine is the bill that's put forth right now uh, by uh, local state representative Dan Hunt. No relation. <laughs> Are you sure? No relation. Uh, but what he says is uh, the word should be considered a disorderly conduction violation when it is used in an attempt to annoy, degrade, or demean the other person. So here's, well, I, I can't say my my biggest complaint. I have a lot of a lot of issues with this bill. First <laughs> of all, why are if I was Dan Hunt's one of Dan Hunt's constituents? I would be sending five emails a day, making six phone calls a day saying, is this really what's best for our district? <laughs> is, this, is this what our district is, is, is going to be known for? Yeah. Think about uh, 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 Westminster, how many years ago when they tried to ban the sales of tobacco. Yeah. Now, whether you agree silly. with it or not yeah. is not the issue. You know, it's, it's, um, it, tobacco is a legal product to sell yeah so well it comes down to choice right personal choice comes down to choice yeah i mean you have to deal with the consequences of your choice right if you call someone a bitch and they punch you in the face well you've dealt with your consequences correct um if that person goes home and just feels bad i mean yeah yeah, but yeah, I mean it's a personal choice. So, Again, if you, I mean if you're going to liken it to cigarettes, right. I mean it, it's just a personal choice. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean it's not nice to call someone a bitch. It's not nice, and you shouldn't do and it. You were, you, but, I'm still waiting for your apology, yeah. but stop being a bitch about it. Yeah. So my issues, if I was in his district, why, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Number two. Why are we wasting taxpayers' hard-earned money on something like this? Why is this even being entertained? Why hasn't the Speaker of the House here in Massachusetts said, Bring, "Hey, come come into my office. Let's don't, have let's have a chat." I don't care about freedom. And then the First Amendment. Let's talk about the First Amendment. Okay, so the First Amendment technically, technically, is only supposed to be followed by the federal government, right? The First Amendment. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, this isn't a restriction on the federal government. The question is, what does the Massachusetts Constitution say? What? So, And, and this is a common misconception that, that the First Amendment allows you to have the freedom of speech anywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And technically speaking, it doesn't. It really is the state because the states are the one that formed the Constitution. They delegated certain powers to the federal government. And the Bill of Rights was restricting even further the federal government, which is why it was done after the Constitution was ratified. They wanted more restrictions on the federal government. So 
If you read through the Constitution, number 10 says anything not mentioned here is back to the states. Okay. So, and, you know, freedom of speech is number one. First Amendment, freedom of speech, right? But uh, pull it up real quick. So I we can read it. But it's it, so, so the question is what, what is the Massachusetts? What is the Massachusetts um, Constitution say about freedom of speech? And that would really, that would really tell us what's, because you look at, look at the private, uh, Universities and, and colleges and that type of thing, they, they can restrict speech. How can they do that? Yes. They, and they do it all the time. So the language the language for this is not very long. I, I basically summarized it pretty... Oh, okay. So it's not like... Pretty clearly. So right now, it's it should be... Uh, they, they must have just had a hearing in the joint committee for it. Uh, but what they're saying is uh, it could be punishable by a fine of up to $150, and repeat offenders could be punished with up to six months in prison and or a fine of $200. Jeez. So in our already overcrowded state prisons, now we're going to be sending people there for six months for saying bitch. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. That's pretty obscene. The reply or response from the Republicans was priceless, though. So let me just read this. The proposal has prompted ridicule among the state's Republican Party, which mockingly congratulated Democrats for fearlessly taking on the biggest problems facing the country. (laughs) Fearlessly. Someone posted it, and, and I think his brother said, "Wow, that was a real bitch move." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh God, yeah. I'm I'm embarrassed as a as a tax paying citizen of the Commonwealth that this has made national headlines. I'd like to say I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised. These people have to figure out. Do you know how many? How much the Massachusetts legislators get paid? Right. I think it's like eighty something thousand dollars. They get paid a lot of yeah. freaking money. They got to justify their job somehow, right? Could you imagine being a police officer on the streets of Boston, Lowell, Lawrence, Fall River, Springfield, some of our bigger metropolises? And having this law be enacted, I the, think I think a lot of these frontline officers you have, have discretion. You better have discretion. things to do. Yeah, you have discretion, right? I mean, like you don't have to arrest the person. You can find them, right, or give them a warning. Even right? that, give them a warning. Even that, that should be the last thing on their mind. They oh. have bigger issues to tackle than worrying about if someone said "bitch" or called someone a bitch. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There's plenty of things to worry about. And to jail someone for speech is, is absurd. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think there should be freedom of speech. Yep. I mean, wholeheartedly. I mean, to an extent, obviously. But, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, this is, this is ridiculous. So, yeah. And to, to have the police, <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't pass, right? 
Hopefully it doesn't actually go through. So if someone, so say someone, because I work in in the state prison system, I, I have some factoids. Yeah. If you're a healthy adult male, so that's healthy being described as you're not on any major prescriptions, you don't really have any open mental health issues, you're just a healthy male that committed a felony and you're convicted and you're doing your time. Yeah. If you're if you fall into that category, it costs the taxpayers on average $40,000 a year to house you. Now that takes into account for the mass health you get while you're mm-hmm. incarcerated, yep. your food, and then all the overhead that's associated with running a prison, electricity, water, salary, things like that. Yep. So for one inmate, it's $40,000. So I just broke it down. So if someone got arrested on a repeat offense based off of what this is saying, yeah. say the law passes, they get arrested on a repeat offense of saying the word bitch, and the judge says, well, this is the law now, and I'm going to penalize you to the max which that's going to be six months in prison, that's costing the taxpayer $20,000. Obscene. To house you yeah. for saying bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's a perfect example of why not to do this. But even just a simple personal rights perspective. Yeah. Uh, how about just the fact that if you're a person and you should be able to say things without being afraid of being jailed. Mm-hmm. Right. Or fined. Uh, and it, because honestly, being fined is almost just as bad as being jailed. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, mean, you're being uh, getting, prosecuted at some, getting, at, getting, some level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and what really appeal process do you have? You know, you you get a fine for two hundred and fifty dollars. Where do you go? You have to go to, you know, if you want to appeal it, mm-hmm. you have to go to court. Well, what do you have to do to court? Well, it's Monday through Friday, so you're taking a day off work if you're working. Mm-hmm. You're taking a day off work, so you're going you're going there. So not only are you are you potentially losing losing two hundred fifty dollars, you're also losing a full day's work, which right. I don't know. Say you make uh, what's fifteen bucks an hour times eight, so one hundred twenty dollars. Uh, plus the two fifty, and potentially the two fifty. Because if you don't get it reduced, you're paying that two fifty. Right. Plus, you're losing a day's worth of work. So you know. So <laughs> I mean, like sometimes that's even worse. Yeah. You know. Um, and then if you're just paying it, then you're out two hundred fifty dollars for saying a word. Mm-hmm. I mean. I mean, and you're getting, I mean, uh, a fine is a tax, so you're just being taxed. You're, so. you're paying and that's taxes. what our police officers have become. Uh, uh, tax collectors. Uh, yeah, tax collectors, a, a lot of them. Uh, my town, as much as I love my town, we have a ton of police officers, and all they do is people pull people over for speeding because we have zero crime in my town, Yeah, almost zero crime. I think in the last 20 years, we've had one violent crime. So why do you, why do you think your town has so many police officers? Oh, God, I don't know. Because it's supposed to be, well, I was always under the impression that the number of uh, public safety employees you have, police, fire, mm-hmm. 
is determined by your population. We have 5,000 residents, but we have a, we're, we're kind of a bedroom community. Yeah. So for Manchester, New Hampshire, but yeah, it's a bedroom community. It, there's nothing happening. There's a lot of rich people. Right. I mean, we could literally hire the state police or the sheriff's department to patrol our town, and it would be significantly more worthwhile to do that than to have the huge police department budget that we have now. But back to what I was saying, I mean, police officers, are they important? Yes. I think a lot of cases they are very important, especially in high crime areas. Are they necessary everywhere? No, they're simply not. I mean, look at the start of policing. Peace officers. There's a reason they were called peace officers. Just keeping the peace. Keeping the peace. Yeah. Not going door to door or (laughs) arresting people or fining them. Right. (laughs) To collect money. Excuse me. We had popcorn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Caught my throat. And like you said earlier, the goal is that people would be able to have some form of self-control and and learn how to communicate constructively with other people. I I I'd just be I'd that's be, kind of like yeah. the, the 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 definition of adulting, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, but also how did this even come about? Like did that guy get called a bitch? So he's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna make it a law. You can't call me a bitch ever again. I mean, right. I don't know. I wish I just had video of you right there. <laughs> <laughs> I put my hands on my hips. Yeah, and you pointed were pointing. At <laughs> this imaginary person yeah, calling yeah. me a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's just silly. And like I said, it's just, it's embarrassing for the state of Massachusetts nationally with this being all over the news. Ooh, Patriot 17, Brown 0. Okay, yes, uh, very sad. Yeah, very sad. That's not a sad score, though. Um, yeah, yeah. But I'm not surprised. I, gover- yeah. I'm pretty anti-government at this point. I hate to say it, but they're really not doing anything good. Side note, uh, side note about the, the pass game that's going on right now. Yeah. Uh, my good friend uh, Whitney Doucette sang the national anthem. Today. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. So shout out to Whitney. Hey, Whitney. You're awesome. You're the best. Okay. Um, man wins $200,000 en route to a last chemo treatment. I mean, what What better? That I'm just so happy for this guy. I'm so happy for this guy. A North Carolina cancer patient on his way to his last round of chemotherapy found some luck along the way when he won a $200,000 lottery jackpot. Ronnie Foster of Pink Hill told North Carolina education lottery officials he was on his way to receive his last chemo treatment for colon cancer when he stopped at the shortstop store in Boleville (laughs) for a scratch-off lottery ticket. I was already happy because it was my last round of chemo, Foster said. Winning this made it my lucky day. I bought a $1 ticket and won $5, Foster said. I decided to trade it in for a $5 ticket at the last second. I decided to buy two tickets instead of one. The first of Foster's uh, tickets turned out to be a dud, but the second one, uh, win it all scratch off, revealed a $200,000 prize. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I have good insurance, Foster said, but there's still some cost. This will make it a whole lot easier. Well, Mr. Foster, I'm sincerely, sincerely happy for you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. That is awesome. I love hearing stories like that. Oh, yeah. That is just fucking 
That's great. Mm-hmm. I came across that and I was like, ah, that's that's definitely going to be one of my articles. It doesn't fall under anything stupid, serious, or silly. No, <laughs> that's just that's, a happy. That's just that's a, happy. a karma. Yeah, a good karma. Yeah, you know, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Got to play to win. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm just completely unlucky, so Me too. I, I, I don't play that shit. So. I have a I have another article that doesn't fall into any of our categories. Uh, all right, let's do it. But it's Fuck because it. you know it's current events. You've got you know you've got young children and yeah. you're always yeah. you know looking for things to do with them. Yep. Um, you want them to be smart. You want them to be educated. You want them to be cultured. Mostly. You want them to be well rounded. Yep. Young men, mm-hmm. and uh, I want the same for my girls. And you know, you have the daughter now; you have three. Yeah, and so you know, we, we just want the best for our children. And so I found the perfect place to bring our children. Oh, right here in Massachusetts. All right, it is the largest in Massachusetts, and the second largest nationwide. So it's a big thing, and it's right here in Lowell, Massachusetts. Ooh. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Brendan, I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh-oh. This is the state's largest quilting museum. <laughs> and it's yeah. truly a sight to see. Yeah, I bet. Uh so not only is the largest quilt museum in Massachusetts, but it's the second oldest quilt museum in the nation. And there's a lot of history jam-packed into this building. It opened in 1987, which I think was the peak of quilting. It had to be. Right? It had to be. Yeah. Peak of quilting. <laughs> Since then, the museum has grown to feature other pieces of contemporary art, but overall, they are dedicated to featuring textiles from all over. New England Quilt Museum is now part of the Lowell National Historical Park and shines a light on how big of a role quilting has played in the Industrial Revolution. The museum is home to a collection of over 500 quilts and is constantly housing new and exciting exhibits. So you'll never get bored. So, shout out to the... I'm sorry. I'm... Just woke up. <laughs> I blacked out. I blacked out for a I second. Blacked there. out there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why this just popped up on my news feed. <laughs> oh god, I was really hoping GarageBand actually uh, stopped recording at that point. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't get the First Amendment right. We were, uh, we were now, talking about quilting. So here's so oh god. your mother's a quilter. Yes. Yeah. My mother was a quilter. Yeah. My sister was a quilter. Yeah. I still don't have a quilt. <laughs> my mom will quilt you. <laughs> I think my mom was going to give you one, but she I thought think... your mom was going to give no. you one. No. Yeah. No. So I no. think she didn't want to do it. No. Yeah. No. Still don't yeah. have a quilt. Cold at night. It's getting cold. Does it get, yeah. It's chilly time, yeah. Of, time of the year now. Yeah. I mean, I... Yeah. When I get really hot, I take off my second quilt. 
Oh, you have, yeah. oh, yeah. you have two. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have I two mean, quilts. On my side of the bed, we have two. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, Number three and four sounds are nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it sounds <laughs> nice. Sounds, sounds lovely. <laughs> Here, take one of my mittens. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my hands are sweating. You had two. <laughs> you, Brendan, you have two quilts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna no, bring the good. kids down. Good. Yeah, well, we'll get right on that. Yeah, I think. You know, I, yeah. I, I saw this and I immediately thought, I'm like, well, a quilt museum, this has got to be absolutely ridiculous. But for a long time in Lemonster, because Lemonster is known as, well, Lemonster has two big things that they're famous for. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Appleseed. Yes. And Lemonster was the uh, revolutionary plastic city. Uh, city. City of, cup. city of Plastics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? The Solo Cup or the bucket? The five-gallon? Uh, there was something they made, like Styrofoam Cup the, maybe? Or no, the, the Pink Flamingo. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Lemonster had this uh, plastics museum. And back when I was working in the Y and I was in charge of scheduling uh, field trips for the summer camps. Yeah. I was, you know, at wit's end trying to find things within the budget that we had. So I contacted this plastics museum and because I was curious, I'm like, what are you guys all about? And this and that. And they're like, yeah, well, you know, we have a little bit of a museum part, but it's really kind of like all hands-on learning about plastics and, you know, how plastic works in our everyday life and everything we do. And so I was able to strike a deal up. And so when I told my boss that I was going to take a summer camp of 100 kids to the National, the the National Plastics Museum in Lemonster, he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it's going to be really cool. And he's like, number one, no, it's not. <laughs> number one, no. And number two, you're not going. And so I was able to convince him yeah. over a week's worth of time to let me do it. I'm like, listen, if if... If the kids don't come back and tell you they didn't have a great time, then... We'll never do it again. We'll never yeah, do it again. Yeah, yeah. We'll never do it And so we went off, you know, we get on the bus in the morning, we head out to the National Plastics Museum <laughs> in Lemonster. And even the kids were on the bus, they're like, Jim, Jim, where are we going again? <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> we're really, we're gonna... Yeah. And so we get there, and the, 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 the museum during the summer was just staffed by... Uh, local school teachers. They would come and they would work, you know, the museum and do all the groups. And so they're like, they told me like, all right, you need to break your group into three different groups and then we'll have them and then we'll they'll do a rotation. So they hit all three stations first. And I'm like, cool, great. So the first station that we went to, um, the kids learned about shrinky dinks. Have you ever heard of these? No. So they had this like eight and a half by eleven piece of plastic, and they so and they everyone got one, and they got crayons or markers and they got to draw up whatever they wanted on the thing, and yep. then the guy talked about how plastic worked with you know all the different properties and and then he takes it and he put it in an oven and it, once it hit the heat it would. Whew, Shrink right down, huh. and you had this like little like two by two. It oh, shrunk down. oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And your yeah, picture yeah, yeah, yeah. was like 
Tiny. Yeah. yeah, I got one of those for Father's Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the yeah. kids loved it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because yeah. they got to watch their thing go, whoop, yeah. you know, and then yeah. they got to keep this little hard piece yeah. of plastic with their picture on it. And, yeah. You know? And so we're like, all right, cool. So then the next uh, uh, group we go to, uh, we walked in and the room was full of balloons. There were balloons everywhere in the room. Yeah. And so the person in this area was like, all right, everybody go and pick out any balloon you want. And so all the kids, you know, are running around and they're, you know, the balloons are flying all over the place. And <laughs> they all pick a balloon and finally get over and sit down at the table. And then he pulls out the wooden uh, skewers you would use to like make kebabs. Yeah. And he takes it and he shoves it through the balloon and it doesn't pop. And the kids' minds are like blown. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And he showed him like the top of the balloon and the bottom of the balloon where, you know, it's not really all separated. Yeah. But in the middle of where it's all blown out. Yeah, like it's, all, it's stressed. It's yeah, all stressed. Yeah, yeah. And he said, so if we were to take this and try to put it through here, because everything is so stretched apart, yeah. your balloon's just going to pop. Yeah. But if you go this way, yeah. everything is still tight and together, you're not going to pop. So you put a little bit of lotion on the skewer and all the kids were like, and they were just like amazed <laughs> yeah. that they could stick, <laughs> oh my God. stick this thing completely through a balloon and not have it pop. That's awesome. Yeah. And then the third station, um, they talked about your shoes and how the soles of your shoes are made up of plastics. And it's, it's, and it's all based on like arch support and so they got to make an actual like plastic sole and run it through this whole battery of tests. Like they had to drop it from like however many feet and like track what it did and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. The kids loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a good, it was yeah. a good, uh, we went back and the kids were like, that was great. <laughs> and he's like, serious. <laughs> you guys had a, you had a good time at the plastics museum. huh?" They're Jim like, didn't just tell you to say that. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we stuck, we stuck a wood thing through a balloon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best time yeah. ever. Yeah. But it's since closed down. Oh, Oh, can't, I guess they can't sustain the plastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Killed too many balloons. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. That's our, our I current think that's events. Yeah. Yeah. It will end on a good note there um, that the museum closed down. Yep. 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 Another museum bites yeah, the another dust. Another one bites the dust. Not the quilting, though. Go right. hit those no, quilts. Quilting. Go Whoa. hit that quilt. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. It's truly a sight to see. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, I would. Uh, we when me and my old man were painting for a living. Yeah, we uh, got a job at this uh, little old lady's house, and she was a quilter. Yep. And she wanted her quilting room painted to display her quilts. Mm-hmm. And she told us what she wanted, and we were both shaking our heads. So the whole base of the room was was pink. And she had picked three different pink colors. Yeah. She had a, a darker pink, a lighter pink, and then a shade, you know, a random, a random in-between shade. Yeah. And she said, I want two walls and the ceiling painted one color. The other two remaining walls painted the second color. And all the wood trim work painted that third color. And we sat there and we tried to talk her out of it for like 30 minutes. And she said, nope, nope, I saw it in a magazine. This is what I want. And we were like, oh, my God, this is going to be awful. Yes. It was gorgeous. Really? When we got done, it was absolutely gorgeous. Huh. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, because we went back when we went back to get paid. She had all of her quilts in there and everything. It the the, the nice. room was just beautiful. Yeah. 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 But that won't be in the quilting museum. Nope. No. <laughs> That's my only tie to quilting besides my family that won't make me one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. Still freezing. Thanks for listening. Still freezing. Cold. Uh. Cold. <laughs> Recording cold, but thanks for listening. Uh. All right. Uh, I think that's it for today. Thanks for listening. Yep. Later. Later.